You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. I'm Alex Puckett. I'm the president of the UNCO Esports Club. I'm a senior and I've been studying computer information systems since I've been at the college. And I am Ben Boddicker and I am the marketing officer for the UNCO Esports Club and I'm a journalism major. Yeah, so uh, my freshman year actually is when we started it. Um, I happened to be sitting next to the guy who ultimately started it, Zach Peters, um, during lunch one day at the dorms, at, at the uh, the dining halls, and I just heard him over talking about League of Legends, which is a game that I've put a lot of time into. So um, I just kind of chimed in. I was like, who do you play? Uh, who's your favorite character? How long have you been playing? And then he mentioned that he was starting an esports club. And I was like, oh, he's starting a League of Legends club, actually. Um, so I said, I'll be there. Tell me when your first meeting is. I'll show up to every single one of them. And I did. At first, we had, I think, 10 people in the UC council room where the um, like the board of directors meets. And it was, it was big for us at the time because we didn't have many people, but we quickly outgrew it because we kept drawing in more and more gamers. And that entire time, we were uh, focused on League of Legends, just just the one game. Uh, it had a pretty it had a pretty big presence, and it still does have a pretty big presence. So it was a good game to get started with. After our first year, we knew that we wanted to do more. We wanted to attract all gamers because we'd had a lot of people come into our meetings that played other games that weren't League, and they wanted a community on campus to play with. And we noticed that. No one else had made any gaming clubs, so we eventually changed over to the esports club, and then that is when Ben came in. Uh, we got contacted by DreamHack, which is a uh, it's a big LAN. They started out in Sweden, but they they go around uh, around uh, Europe, around America. So we, they did one in Denver. It was the first one in Denver, I think. And one of the organizers reached out to us, um, telling us that they were going to be hosting university grudge matches. So they were going to just send us there. And they just wanted us to be beefing with whichever college we were playing against, which happened to be DU. And they said they were doing Overwatch. And we didn't have an Overwatch team. So um, during our first meeting that year, we had uh, reached out to see who played Overwatch. We got some names. We contacted everybody. Uh, and then we put together an Overwatch team, gave them a week to practice together. And then we sent them to DreamHack. How, how many people are on a team? For League of Legends, it was five. Mm -hmm. uh, for Overwatch, that's the biggest one. It's uh, um, six. Um, and then you get two subs, mm -hmm. so you can substitute people in, in and out. You can sub people in between games. In between games, okay, not during it, there's no pause. But for our first, like, big event at DreamHack, we only had six people exact, yeah. and we were still getting into it, and so... We were scraping the barrel. Yeah. But, uh, not, not, no, no offense to you. Scale, I, uh, I still go back and watch the, like, the Twitch stream of it, and yeah. I go back and see my plays, and I remember one time I just knocked two of their players into a hole and we we got that objective yeah, it was really hype we so uh good. we didn't win any games against du they were pretty good but every game was very close yeah that was very inspiring to see it was good to see that people who had been together for a week were just you know holding their own you had the heart yeah we yeah did have exactly the heart. Yeah. <laughs> and when it comes to i, I want to go back to your first meetings uh at the council room, did everyone bring their own computer? Yes, it was a BYOC. You had to bring your own computer because um, we were college students and we didn't have enough equipment to support anybody else. So most people brought their laptops. That seemed to be the easiest thing. Um, 
pretty much anyone's laptop can run League of Legends. That's kind of what it's optimized for, is just being run by a potato with a, like a monitor plugged into it. Perfect. So uh, yeah, everyone just brought their laptops. Some people brought their uh, PCs. They were the troopers, but yeah, it was all self-sourced. Yeah, that's impressive to bring a whole yeah. box in. Uh-huh. And you've mentioned two games so far, League of Legends and Overwatch. Yeah. Let's fast forward to today. How many games are you supporting or sponsoring as well as how many people are a part of the, the, the should I say teams, community? What's the best verbiage? Um, I think community because we're a club sport technically. Um, we have a casual side and then we have a competitive side. Um, and everyone that's on our competitive teams goes to the club sports side and like they're part of the competitive server and everything. Our casual side is a mix of the competitive players and a bunch of people that Maybe we don't have a game yet for them. Maybe they're still looking for players. Maybe they're just not into competitive. And um, they just, like, chill out in our regular Discord, and it's pretty good. Yeah, so for as for teams, we have League of Legends. We have Rocket League, uh, car soccer. We have, we're starting a Rainbow Six team, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, we're also going to be starting an Apex Legends team, uh, Battle Royale. And I think those are the four. Dota Dota, we're doing we're, a Hail Mary for right now. We're doing a Hail Mary to see if we can get enough players for Dota what's, right now. What's that one? Um, it's kind of like League of Legends, but it's way, way um, more advanced, I guess yeah. I'd say. It's the same type of game as yeah. League, but it's more it's a more complicated, more difficult game to play. Mm-hmm. It requires a little bit more background knowledge. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now when you meet, where do you meet? If you said that you outgrew the council room. Uh, after the council room, we went to the uh, Spruce Suites up at the UC. There's like a bunch of suites that you can rent out. Mm-hmm. Um, and those can be, there's like one room or you can rent like the three parts of that room. So it's pretty scalable. But now this year, we are renting the Columbine Suites, which are next to those, but they're bigger. Mm-hmm. Because we're expecting more people to be showing up. Um, we used to gear our meetings towards uh, just casual players or to, towards players that played on our teams and played the games we played, but now we're trying to gear it more towards like the casual side to try to get anybody and everybody to come. We want to provide them the game, like games to play and just people to hang out with. Like we have consoles, we have board games. Sometimes we have like movie nights. <laughs> oh, so it's not just these games being played at the same time. You, you have multiple different areas, I, I guess, with different games and, uh, okay, and you said analog games as well, some board games. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. When do y'all meet? We meet, uh, we used to do weeklies every Friday, but we determined that was kind of like a burnout for people because it's a four-hour meeting from 6 to 10 on Friday nights. Yeah, and, and some people brought their computers, like their entire setup. Mm-hmm. Like I would do that every week because I was so excited to go from my dorm, carrying this thing, my monitor, just hugging it on, and then I'd get there, get a Subway sandwich, and yeah. play games, and then hug it back. Mm-hmm. So we we'd, uh, we found out that that was kind of a burnout for people that were showing up every week because we, some people, you know, want they have different plans for their Friday nights. So now mm-hmm. we do uh, bi-weekly meetings. We still do Fridays from 6 to 10. But now we try to do theme nights. We try to change up the theme each, uh, each meeting so that's, like, fresh and new. Because we used to just have a rough outline and then just see where the four hours took us. But now we kind of want to have a more like structured, like people will come knowing what they're going to be able to do there. And, and you're starting that this year? Uh, we started themes last year. Yeah, um, themes and bi-weeklies we, we, we started last year. Yeah, we do themes like co-op games. So like uh, there's this bomb defusal game mm-hmm. where you have a manual. One person has a manual and one person's looking at a bomb on like a screen and they have to try and defuse the bomb. Uh, we did a Halloween theme where we, we watched a horror movie. And um, we also did a costume like contest to yeah. see who had the best costume. Cool. Uh, we've also done board game nights. Um, 
and we've done like a Smash tournament. We uh, invite Smash players to play during the uh, meeting. We also done like a PC showcase. Like if you think your PC looks good, come bring it in. People will vote on it to see who has the best PC. We did like Wii Sports. Yeah, we did Wii Sports. Wii Sports teams. And we try to we try to change it up. We try yeah. to keep it very like tor- geared towards casual now. You don't have to be good. You just have to show up and have fun. Right. That's what we want it to be. That's what the meetings to be. On a given week, how many people show up? Um, our first week is always a lot. Our first meeting is always going to be a lot because um, people don't really know what the club is about yet because they're just like esports. Uh, maybe I like this. Mm-hmm. So our first meeting could be eighty to one hundred fifty people, just like trying to figure out what it is. And then after that, subsequently, we have for the first like for the next like month or two, probably like forty to fifty, and then it'll it'll like wean out towards the end of the year towards like thirty to twenty per meeting. It's yeah. a really good, good turnout. Then. Yeah. Overall, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good retention. Because um, some people like they get busy with school, mm-hmm. jobs, stuff like that, and sometimes people just don't want to move their PC or like mm-hmm. just want to play online. Yeah. So people stay home. So we try to give. That's why we try to give people the incentive to come out. Yeah. Do people still compete or join even though they're not actually in the the room like say is there a student in the dorm mm-hmm. that can still compete and come play as part of the group yeah that's yeah. actually one of the reasons we switched bi-weeklies was because people were doing that more often than like coming to the meetings uh. and one of our main goals as a club is to get gamers out of their rooms mm-hmm. because like gamers have a tendency to just stay in their rooms mm-hmm. all day long just playing games. Right. So we want want them to get out, socialize, interact a bit, experience like college life a bit. Yeah, come hang out with us. Just yeah. like meet your online friends in real life. Yeah. yeah. You can build a bond, like a deeper bond when you meet somebody in person. When it comes to the competitive portion, you mentioned that like you went down and played DU. Can you go into a little bit more about, I don't understand really how that works uh, when it comes to the competitive aspect. Um, so for that specific instance, we got really lucky. Um, that was when the club was starting to expand into the eSports club and we got an Overwatch team in one week and got together um, and we were invited and we played against DU. Um, now our competitive, uh, like, Teams, um, we have tryouts. They have to sign up on Club Sports, Do Sports Easy. Um, most of our club members actually do too. Yeah. Um, and then we have to make sure they go to a concussions meeting. Um, don't know when that's at. Oh, and what? concussions. Because um, we're a club sport, we have to, everyone has to go to a concussion meeting. Really? Yeah, last year we had the most. I think we had like 50 people. Yeah, we had and about 45, 40. Seven people. The average club sport, I think, has like 10. 10 to 15. 10 people. And so, so the yeah. person was like, in esports, I'll try and make this for you, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. And hey, so carrying laptops, you never exactly. know. Exactly. exactly. Sometimes you're, you're, you get frustrated. You just mm-hmm. want to slam your head into yeah. the desk. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we usually have coordinators that coordinate scheduling practices, games, uh, making sure our players are accountable. Um, and our players have to sign a contract um, saying that they're going to be at the game, going to practice a long amount of time, um, and they're going to cooperate with the team, not cause issues. Um, and then they pay usually like every Saturday or Sunday at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of depends on the game. Yeah, so we have various collegiate leagues we join. Um, some of the leagues are run by the companies that made the game. Uh, for instance, our League of Legends um, the League of Legends tournament or the league is run by Riot Games, who made League of Legends. And then for uh, Overwatch, we used to have an Overwatch team. Overwatch is run by um, Tespa, which is then owned by Blizzard. Mm-hmm. So 
some some of the collegiate organizations are uh, owned corporately, but some of them are just a group of people that got together, like from a bunch of colleges, and said, "Let's put on a league." Yeah. Um, we used to do that for PUBG. PUBG. We did it and for Apex. R six is going to be doing that. R six is just a group of people that decided to form together and make a collegiate league. Yeah. And typically, those have like those have league fees, just as any other league. But typically, they're like fifty to like a hundred bucks. Since you don't really have to do much, it's just helping them organize your tournament. You know, just right. some compensation. Do you think it would ever be possible to have some of these games, say, on the computers at UNC? Yes, actually, we are. We were. We've been talking to the university. Um, Alex actually went and created a PowerPoint yes. with, I believe, Henry, who is our former president, with the first president, mm-hmm. the only everlasting president. Yeah. Um, and they talked about getting us a computer room. Yeah, uh, with, like I think it was like 15 computers or something, but they're still trying to figure it out. So. They're looking to uh, the IT department is pushing hard to get the esports club a gaming room on campus, and um, we've also we gave a presentation to the director of admissions, to um, the CFO, uh, to the director of um, annual giving, so the foundation people handle donations to the school. Mm-hmm. So we gave a presentation to all of them to see um, to let them know about us and to see if they could help us secure a room and. Uh, we're hoping to get a room somewhere on campus and to then subsequently get funding for that room. Uh, as things are looking right now, it probably won't happen until winter break if it does, but it is looking pretty positive so far. Mm-hmm. We're trying to we're, we're trying to make Colorado a like a bastion of collegiate competition. Uh, we're currently working with a bunch of other schools in the Big Sky Conference, you know, that our, our football team plays in. Big Sky wants to make an esports league as well, mm-hmm. and. Actually, we just—I just got an email a couple of days ago that saying that the Big Sky is going to be doing a yes. esports uh, league. That's the first time hearing of this. I'm yeah. excited now. I've been—I've been a little busy. <sighs> but Congratulations! That—that's a really cool feat to yeah. have, and and to know that that you're able to kind of be a pioneer in all of this. It's also kind of a cool recruitment tool too. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if high schools are doing it too, and I mean, it's only. It's not going to go away anytime soon. It's exactly. only going to increase. So yeah. Why it's, not? It's only growing. Funneling into bigger. our program, it's mm-hmm. growing. Yeah. So. High school esports programs have been growing rapidly across the nation. There's currently 300 schools in the high school, like the national high school esports um, organization, and they're predicting by, I think, two years, 2021, they're predicting over 3,000 high schools participating in that program. So. Like, yeah, like you said, it's not going anywhere, and it's only growing. Um, so we're trying to grow with it. We're trying to evolve with it and adapt to, like, new games coming up and um, yep. just anything new that's coming our way. And we always try to pounce on any new opportunities. You know, even if it's a long shot, we want to just try just try something just mm-hmm. to see if it'll work, just put yeah. our feelers out there. Our first meeting, our first bi-weekly meeting, is going to be on September 6th. Uh, we're going to have a lot of stations set up, uh, such as just like console games. We'll have some Xboxes, some Playstations, uh, some Switches for Smash. We're going to have like a Wii for Wii Sports. Um, I'm going to be bringing my computer. He'll probably bring his computer. There's going to be like a bunch of information shown out. Mm-hmm. So. We're going to give information on our like competitive teams, our tryout dates, um, what it means to be a competitive member, what's required of you. And then the, next, the, the rest of the meeting is just going to be hanging out, getting to know... Uh, it's going to be for the new members to get to know everybody and then for us to get to know all the new members as well. Um, after that, we have the tryouts the following week. Each game has two different dates. Um, and all that information is posted on our Discord, which is discord.gg slash We have a nice vanity URL. It's pretty easy to join. Um, 
Other than that, we after that first meeting, that's when it all starts. That's when the competitive season starts, and that's when all of our teams start getting to work, start practicing, start scrimming, and getting mm -hmm. ready for their weekly games. I'm pretty sure we also have an Instagram and a Twitter. Yes, um, and UNCO Facebook. underscore esports and a Facebook, UNCO esports. If you look that up, you'll find us on there. We also post events on our Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and then for Discord, if you don't know what that is, um, it's like a kind of like a safe, like, it's kind of like Skype for gamers, only way better because um, you can create you can create servers um, with your friends. Um, we have a server. It's uh, discord.gg slash bearden. Mm -hmm. And um, you just type that into your uh, Google, Chrome, or Safari, or whatever you have, and it sends you right to the server, and you create an account for Discord. Um, you can join voice calls. Um, you can do private calls with yeah. your friends. You can There's text, text channels, channels that you can just you can share things, share pictures, share Post gifts, post pictures, mm -hmm. post videos. It's very it's a it's a good social tool to get our members to interact and then to attract new members and it's just easy it's an easy place where everyone is together and can see everything. You can also see on the side who's a UNC student, who's not, who's an officer, who's a coordinator for each game. Mm -hmm. Contact those people for their direct messages and then also you can also see what people are playing. So if you click on somebody's name and they're playing CS:GO and you want to play CS:GO too, you join that call and be like, "Hey, can I play with you guys?" and you're like, "Yeah, why not?" Oh,